This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. Hello everyone and welcome to... What I am calling Road to Endgame. Yes, I know this is the second to last one of these, but I finally decided what to name it, and it's going to be Road to Endgame. And we're finishing up our trilogy of David-named guests with, of course, the great David Luzader will be on to discuss Captain America Winter Soldier. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, at this point, as I as I've said, I will reveal where I am at my MCU marathon. Oh yes. I am about to do Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is the next, which means I'm officially over halfway. Now. Yeah, you are deep into it. Yes, and Ellie has even started her own watching of it. She finished The Incredible Hulk, so she is two in. I predict <laughs> she will get done with Phase 1 before the end of this, yeah. b- before Endgame, but I'm like, you know what? I might be impressed, and she might somehow pass me. I don't know how. Yeah, she's got uh, about two weeks to do yeah. it, so God, Godspeed I mean, to her. I mean, you got plenty of time, and there's plenty of movies, and it's a great experience, but like I said, going back through these and kind of watching them back to back to back, like I've been, has been a very interesting journey, but on this journey, a stopping point is, of course, Winter Soldier, where we will discuss, so, sir, what made you choose this movie? Uh, well, when, when, does... when I called upon you. Because Winter Soldier is still, in my opinion, the best movie of the MCU, mm-hmm. um, it is without a doubt the best Captain America movie of the three that have been made. Uh, I I just I love this movie. It's so good. And when I when I realized you hadn't discussed this yet, I thought that was a crime, and decided to take it upon myself that uh, I need to make that happen. Well, thank you very much. Um, it did come out prior to us doing the podcast. It was around the time, so but. As I've said, doing every MCU movie movie is like a um, doing like a review discussion on a podcast is like a just plague on to humanity. I believe to do all of them, but I, I I do agree that I've wanted to do this one for a while. I've wanted to discuss it because I think in once again as I'm watching all these, this is uh, I, I want to say this and I don't. It's after a very bad period of the MCU. It is. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is. This is very true. It's because I, I can now say this um, officially. I thought I've been able to the last time. The worst MCU movie, in my opinion, is Iron Man 3. Ooh. Is Iron Man 3, which Sorry. comes out after Avengers. So you have this high point of the team-up movie, then a low point of the conclusion to a trilogy that, um, for lack of a better term, if I may say, contributed nothing. You have Thor The Dark World, which is mixed i i don't think it's great by any means but i feel it gives more to the universe than iron man 3 did at least in Mm -hmm. let's establish some more stuff with what the infinity stones are let's establish some stuff that's going on with asgard let's let's actually progress some stuff and then you get Mm -hmm. winter soldier which comes next which was just game changer oh yeah 
in my opinion. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if you agree with that, but I was just like, I remember seeing this movie and I was like, wait, what? Well, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna say something that I know you don't uh, agree with, but you mentioned for you the the worst MCU film is Iron Man three. For me, the worst MCU film is Captain America: The First Avenger. Really? I do. I that movie is a montage. That is not a movie. I do not like it at all. And then for this movie to come out and say, hey, you know, like the 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 character from that movie that you didn't like very much, uh, well, here is an amazing film about him, and it's a spy thriller, and it's super interesting, and they made Bucky really menacing, and I'm like, yeah, okay, great, I'm I'm 100% in now, thank you. I, I did notice something interesting in my watching of the movie this time. I don't feel Cap has that much development as a character in this no, movie, I but, but he, I, I, was, I, was, I, I was waiting for the, wait, what? But I feel <laughs> like um, Black Widow gets a lot of development in this movie. Like, this is a Black Widow movie almost as much as a Captain America movie. This, this was the point in the MCU when a Black Widow movie would have worked. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think, uh, not to get too far off topic, I think right now where, where – um, the MCU is uh, we've moved past a Black Widow movie, but I, if a Black, I, I, I agree yeah. with you, but uh, who knows with Endgame? I know that we'll discuss that probably near the end of you know what do we think is going to come, but who knows where the MCU is going to be left after yeah. Endgame? Yeah, and I mean maybe maybe the movie will come out and it'll be you know the next Winter Soldier. It'll blow my mind. I don't know. I just feel like your opportunity to do something really interesting with that character in their own way was around this time. And I would agree that this, uh, because also shortly after this, you have Age of Ultron, which does some weird stuff with her character that I don't love. Yeah, and like I said, I'm 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 waiting on bated breath to watch Ultron again because it's been a while since I've watched that. So I'm like, I feel like either Iron Man might get replaced <laughs> with my worst spot, or I might say this movie has problems, but it holds up in certain regards. Uh, it's not It's not the best. It, I, I, I kind of know that going in, but I'm like, eh, how bad is it? Because everyone's like, oh man, Dark World's going to be the worst. And I'm like, Dark World's bad. Dark but World's it's, fine. It's, it's, it's fine. one of those things, it's, it's bad on the sense of it just... It, not a lot happens, and it's just kind of the villain's kind of a... I don't know. It's it's just it's it, it's a weird movie that yeah doesn't it, it just work. kind of yeah it's just kind of standard MCU stock. They were yeah, still yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. closely following the formula with that movie, and it just unfortunately didn't make anything compelling. Yeah, and and that's the problem. MCU had I mean the MCU had a really bad problem of build towards big events. Like you had to have movies that basically put people in places and move stuff around, and then the big event movies. And they've yeah. kind of gone away from that slightly. It's kind of like little pieces now that they have to do with that. But going back to the Captain America thing, since I mentioned that way earlier and then didn't speak about it after. <laughs> um, no, I, I think his character is very set in stone from what we've... He, he is, he's, of course, that, that does the right thing. Um, no matter what his commanders say, it's like, no, I, I will do the right thing. It's, it's not whether I'm being told to do the I, – I know what the right thing is in my heart because I'm Captain America. I am the moral Boy Scout, the moral compass for everything, so I will do the right thing no matter what. And that's the thing. In this movie, I don't think his character has development in that sense because he, he, he always would have done that. Like nothing, like nothing that happened to him – like he was already kind of like 
I don't trust what's going on with S.H.I.E.L.D. Something's up. I don't trust the fact that you sent me on a mission and then people are doing missions within my mission. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. But I think I think it's not a stretch to say that Captain America is Marvel's Superman in a yeah. way. And, and those characters like, – like Superman is the most interesting when he is challenged on his philosophical beliefs. Yeah. Not when he's punching someone of equal strength. Yeah. Uh, Captain America, you know, is not as strong as Superman. So there, it can be a little more interesting when he's fighting an actual physical opponent. But I think it's the same thing. If he's at his most interesting when his ideologies are getting challenged. And I think this movie, uh, sure, it doesn't advance him much as a character. But I think that it does provide that uh, where, you know, he, he sticks at shield. He, he thinks that shield is the best is the way he can do the most good, but he sees what shield is heading towards. And that is like, that's rough for him. He can't accept with, and, and sure it doesn't change him much as a person by the end, but I like who he is in this yeah. movie and I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm in for the ride. And that, that's the thing when you establish certain characters so well that you really don't need to grow them more sometimes like like they're yeah. established as what they need to be and Captain America is kind of one of those yes like like a Superman he's very built in with what he with his character and what he needs to do um, some of the most interesting stories I think from Superman are where he deals with the God complex he can sometimes have on himself which is yeah. interesting because it's something to where it takes a character sort of that, could rule the world and kind of sits there and has to kind of be like, I could be all powerful a la injustice and take mm-hmm. over everything. Or I could be, you know, the ever present boy scout. Like I, like I'm quote unquote supposed to be. Um, yeah. no, I mean this, this, this movie also has a great, um, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but I wanted to make sure to talk about this. It introduces us to some new characters and reintroduces us to some old ones. Too, which mm-hmm. I thought was great to bring back a few characters from, of course, the original um, First Avenger, the original Captain America movie. Uh, Zoloff showing up. Of course, Bucky showing up, which, I mean, he's in the title card. How did, I, as comic book fans, we knew they were going to go this direction, per se. But Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Sam Wilson, uh, Falcon, showing up, which was great. And our first in-canon reference to Doctor Strange also pops up in here. Yeah, and it's so ham-fisted. It, it, it really that, is. It really the way is. That it's it's done, which is fine. It's like it's a wink to the camera, but it's such like it's such a such a weird wink. Well, um, well, 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 don't you miss the times in Marvel movies where it was kind of a nod to the camera instead of now, to where it's like, well, if you look at this panel in the background in this scene, and you read that, that's the first introduction. Like it's they're getting they're having to get so obscure with like the nerdy references that some people like I, I'm catching I'm being shown stuff and I'm like I would have never caught that unless you pointed it out to me that like the oh, ship d- they're on the definitely. number for it is like the first appearance of so and so in the comics. I'm like. I, beyond good me. for them Be, good for beyond them. me at this point beyond me if, if you have somebody mention somebody's name they'll be like aha i get it but <laughs> but yeah um but no uh, so in your opinion what impact did this movie have on the mcu as a whole and i mean there's i think there's an obvious one here uh well i th- i'm you know obviously the big one is breaking of shield um which i think the feel of that was more in uh, the TV show Agents of Shield mm-hmm. more so than any of the movies. I don't think the movies we've really seen it have a, a huge impact aside from people being like, "Ah, Shield doesn't exist. 
but uh, Tony is still funding us, so we get to keep acting the exact same way. Uh, I think that it is the highlight of Phase 2. Mm-hmm. I think that it uh, it really did sort of set this idea of these these movies work best when they're not straight up action films, when you can bend genres a little bit. You know, we saw Ant-Man was also a heist film. And yeah. so that was, I'm, I'm excited like, to was, watch that one again. I'm excited. Yeah, that one that was one. like really exciting and cool. Uh, when you, when you allow these movies to be a little bit more than just guys in suits fighting and punching, which like, that's when the characters are the most boring. When you allow them to, to be, be doing interesting things, it makes it so much more com- compelling to watch. Uh, this movie also reintroduced Bucky, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to get into what I think the MCU, where the MCU is heading. Uh, that might be very important, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yes, yes, we will. Very, very shortly, very shortly. And there is a fun question due to your, due to your podcasting expertise and what you deal in that I do want to ask you on on these movies later. So I'm, I'm dropping that seed here so that it, it okay. will, it will plant and grow into a tree of hopefully knowledge later, or just something that we're like, Oh, whatever. So I'm, I'm planning that now, but we'll pay that off later along with other stuff. Um, no, I mean this, this, this movie completely changed the game when it came to shield, even though shield was kind of already something that I felt was drifting away in the MCU to an extent. I and, and it kind of needed to, because the Avengers, be, I, I mean, as a comic fan, the Avengers and S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of work together, but they're never that entwined. Mm-hmm. So it, it was nice to see that. But at the same time, I, I, I haven't watched it again yet, but I'm on I'm on the doorstep of it. In Age of Ultron, they have a helicarrier, and it's magically like, oh, hey, we got, like, basically S.H.I.E.L.D. back. And then it vanishes <laughs> once again from... The, like, the, way that, the way that was explained in the TV show was just, we had one in a bunker. Like, that's the entire explanation. Okay, cool. Because I, I was wondering if there was ever any... Because it, it kind of shows up and you're like, oh, they're going to like reform S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's going to be like S.W.O.R.D. or something else. And nope. Just kind of nope. shows up because I think somebody was sitting there writing and they're like, they did what in Captain America? <sighs> well, I have this helicarrier scene at the end of Age of Ultron. Do you want me to rewrite? Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll just leave it in. I'll just leave it in. Yeah, it's th- that's the most explanation we ever get is that it, it just exists. Um, also, we got the uh, death of Nick Fury, quote unquote, and oh yes, yeah, because it's one of those things that now we kind of sit back and we're like, wait a second, he's supposed to be dead, right? <laughs> or allegedly, the, according to people, in the terms of the world, yeah, that was a little unclear whether or not he was publicly <laughs> known by the end of things. But he's he's always kind of been that enigma, right? He's the one that's always existed, like it, as far as public knowledge goes. The Avengers are the heroes, and I, I, even if you ask anybody on the street of the MCU, hey, what are your thoughts on Nick Fury? They'd probably just go, who? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one guy that, that pops up every now and then. Um, right. Which, on that note, I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head, where does he pop up again after this movie? He's he, an agent. Well, so he, he's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. He shows up. Uh, he's also an agent of Ultron. Uh, he shows up. At the end of Infinity War, but I don't think he's shown up anywhere else. He's not in Civil War, as far as and of course he's in Captain Marvel. But hmm, yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. I'm like, he really does kind of dip out, and it's like, 
I, I'm wondering if we're ever going to get a backstory on what he's been up to or what he's been doing. Because it's like him and Maria Hill kind of seem like they're still working or doing something behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that... But it's also sure. something that's like, I, I ask questions which I'll never get answers to, I bet, too. It's kind of like, that's an interesting story, and it's like, probably something that's not that interesting. It's like, oh, yeah, they're just doing stuff. Well, they they work for Tony now. Oh, right, they do, because she Well, gets, she does. Well, I... I'm assuming <laughs> exactly. This yeah. is how I feel. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you don't want to pull at too many strings sometimes in the MCU because it's like they 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 leave certain things like loose so they can go back to them later, which is which yeah. is interesting. Uh, and I, I do enjoy that because there is a lot of stuff that they can go pull from and go back to. But yeah, my 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 co-host on the Heck Yeah Comics podcast, uh, Nick Shermooksness, and I had a saying that we would come to often, uh, which was just it's it's comic books, just go with it. And it, where you have to not be too concerned about continuity sometimes. You just have to be like, okay, this is what we're doing, I guess. And it is I, – I agree with that because if you want to – if you want to now have a retroactive look at this movie, there's a lot of plot holes in it when you go to the most recent Captain Marvel movie because of the mention yeah. of him losing an eye, the a lot of other mentions of stuff. And I'm like – that's it's as much as I want to be I, a nerd and pick that apart. It's kind of one Nick Fury is a known liar in the sense of he only gives him from he's lying in the sense of he's doing it because it's on a need to know basis. Yeah, look, I I thought Captain Marvel was a fine film, uh, exciting, had some really funny, fun moments that I really enjoyed. I hated everything it did with Nick Fury. <laughs> Just okay. Well, I don't want to say it, I don't want to say I hated everything. I hated that I hated that like they decided like oh here's the backstory of how he lost his eye and here's how he named it the Avengers initiative like I don't don't do that don't do that as 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 don't a comic Han solo this as a comic book fan I, I I can understand where you're coming from too because it is something to where I feel like sometimes they have to dumb down movies or just dumb down explanations and stuff or they have to have it just be this thing and I I did enjoy Nick Fury's portrayal in that. As for him losing the eye, I'm kind of like, I I can see him lying from then on out about how he actually lost it. I can but see him saying. It was so saying, compelling in in this movie when he was like, "The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." That's so much more interesting than a cat alien scratched it. Yes, and I mean Joke. maybe he maybe he did trust that cat a lot. Who knows? But but there's there there yeah. there's that. Um, there, there's also, and I'm trying not to make this a Captain Marvel thing, but there's also the bring up of the Asgardians and everything. That once they saw them, Shield was like, "Oh, we need to step up our game because there's aliens present." But at the same time, the Captain yeah, Marvel I didn't thing, think about that. the Captain Marvel events in there kind of seem more contained. Like no one on Earth would have really, really seen what yeah happened. but yeah. thor a giant a lot of stuff happened in a very public area so right i, I guess yeah. a, a, a small town got destroyed yeah and so i'm like that that whole excuse i'm kind of like you know what whatever yeah there's i a, can there's live a number with that of, i mean there's a number of things where you know when, when iron man started out in the mcu it's very much like this is our world and now things are different and then as the mcu has gone on it's been like uh, but really here's all this stuff that was happening and it's, it, it, it was never our world. Well, the funny thing is, watching them all, it's it's clear that there's a certain point where Marvel starts to stop playing stuff close to the chest. 
to where yep. they, they kind of get a stride going to where they're like, okay, we know what we can get away with and we know what we can do and we know how far we can take this. Because, as I said on a previous episode, Thor was sort of handled in a sense of they kind of established it as, oh, well, what you call magic, we call science. or Sorry, what you call science, we call magic. And it was kind of vaguely to where it was like, does that imply that Thor's, all of Thor's powers and everything with the Asgardians is science-based and like an actual technology? But as we've gone on, it's like, no, it's just, it's just actually magic. So. I, yeah, I, pretty I, much. And, and that's, that's, that's the thing. As they've gone on, they're able to, I think, spread their wings and fly a little bit more with being the weird comic book stuff that, because I mean, to be honest, once I got to Guardians of the Galaxy, I just remembered when that movie came out in the sense of I was sitting there and I'm like, this movie, if you had told me years ago that this movie was going to happen, I would have been like, ha no, there's no way they're going to have a movie with a talking raccoon in a tree and, and Batista's in it. There's no way. And it's one of the better movies. And that's the thing. They, they got a good stride going. And I think that Winter Soldier, I mean, we're also kind of avoiding a big thing here with this wasn't this the first Russo Brothers movie that that they did? It was, yeah, for the MCU. Mm-hmm. And now they're kind of running the show with the bigger events. So, I mean, this set them up for a huge amount of success, and I think that they've done a phenomenal job since then, barring how Endgame turns out. But I don't, I, I don't. It's one of those things. I'm like, how could you ruin this? But at the same time, I can see it. Oh, you can I, you can ruin it. You can I, you can do it all, all wrong. Yeah, it's one of those things. But I'm like, I don't know how. But at, at the same time, as I've said before, I feel everything we're seeing in trailers and promotional stuff is just fake. N- none of it's in the movie. I I'm kind of on that uh, that that binge right now. I mean, I think I, I so I, there's a recent trailer that has uh, Thanos actually in it, which I haven't watched. Uh, and I'm probably going to avoid until the movie comes out at this point. But I felt like those first couple, it was just like shots of streets, yeah, empty streets. And I'm like, I, I, okay, sure, maybe like maybe some of this is in the movie. But it's like you're not you're not showing me anything, which I, I I mean I appreciate. They're trying to play this as like as a big old secret. At the same time, you have Far From Home coming out. You do, and they've also I think this is a recent development. They've kind of alluded to the fact that they're not going to really announce much until after that's out later this sum later this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, they would be smart to. I th- I think even having Far From Home announced and previewed at this point was a bad move. Uh, yeah. But I think I think it's it's a good thing for them not because yeah, I mean, what we know there's going to be a Guardians Volume Three, but that is like. The way that whole thing works is like, yeah, okay, you could do that with only the, – the, okay, so I'm just going to throw this out here. Um, but I think the Guardians 3 that I want is Thor and Valkyrie yeah. and Rocket just kicking ass around the galaxy. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 I want. It's probably going to be the original crew. I uh, think Thor would do great with them. Thor would be – well, and like I, I, I just want Thor, Valkyrie, and Rocket to be like – that's it because like – not you know not to discuss infinity war too much infinity war the only real emotional scene that landed is the scene where rocket's giving the talk to thor yeah it's oh it's so good so you wanted to discuss some stuff with where where you think i I think this is a good time now to discuss bucky yes so so i I wanted to point this out though the internet has both made 
the world amazing, but I feel ruins a lot of stuff in reality because we know contracts. We know people, you know, what they've signed and what they're supposed to do. And I'm like, I feel like that sort of ruins a lot of stuff for movies now because we're like, oh, well, I know so-and-so signed on, so they're going to do X, Y, and Z. And he supposedly, like, signed on for, like, a lot more movies. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the specifics of his I, I don't either, but I know it's supposed to be a good bit. Yeah, it's what those things are so difficult because he's you know it could be like oh he's signed up to show up in in these movies and it's like what is that that is a a, a two minute cameo of him on the phone talking to someone you know yeah. uh, and I, there's also been so many reports of like this actor has signed like an eighteen picture deal and that ends up not being true most of the time but if, well, I really, if it's a DC movie then yes that that is definitely not true yeah I do <laughs> like Sebastian Stan quite a bit. And uh, I've been happy for all of his success. I mean, he even has a Marvel comic book name. Yeah. Yes. Sebastian Stan. Yes. Alliteration. But so where do you think he's going to go after Infinity War? So after Infinity War, Bucky Barnes, what I want to happen, what I was disappointed did not happen with Infinity War is that somebody has to die. Some one of the one of the big three has to die. So here is my prediction slash more of a wish for Infinity War that Captain America is uh, Steve Rogers uh, Mm -hmm. is the one that does the snap, the unsnapping. And it's such a a powerful, great toll that it, it kills him. You know, at some point in this movie, in some way he dies. Tony Stark, after just everything that has happened in his life, decides to step back he's no longer going to be in the public eye uh, or he's not he's longer going to be iron man you know avengers is going to continue on but what's that going to look like they need a leader and who better to step into the role of captain america than bucky barnes his former best friend now some might be saying uh that that falcon would be a great person and i would not disagree with that as well uh but I think that Falcon is always more interesting as Falcon. Yeah. And with Bucky, this is a good time for him to become something else. I I agree with you. I think that would be a good step to go in that direction. I mean, we'll see what they do. I I mean, it's it's one of those things. I've said this before, and I'll probably say it on this episode and the next one and for the foreseeable future until this movie comes out. We have no clue what's going to happen next. Yeah, like they have really kept a lot close to their chest, and it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, I feel anything can happen. Yeah, my greatest fear is that every that that uh, Infinity War is undone, everybody is alive, everybody is happy, and everything goes back to normal. That is my greatest fear because if that happens, then what did we just do for two movies? Well, the my my fear is. If for if because there's a lot of discussion on the quantum realm, there's a lot of discussion on time travel, there's a lot of discussion on them showing back up at the Battle of New York, and that there's something to do with time, gobbity gook and wibbly wobbly. Um, I'm gonna say this now: time travel is tricky in movies. Time travel is extremely tricky yeah. in movies, and I don't think they're going alternate dimensions. But at the same time, I'm like. If you somehow undo any of the other movies or any of the events, I feel like that, yes, it's something that's done every other freaking event in comics most of the time, or they retcon something, but I feel like movies, you can't handle that the same way. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, no. I don't know. I, I mean, I, that, that's just my opinion is I, I, it would be cool to see certain aspects, but if they're like, oh, well, technically everything after the Avengers movie doesn't happen the same way. It's like, so you just robbed every one of those characters of any development or anything that ever happened. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. That is that is a really difficult and tricky thing to do. It's I don't think they would in, invalidate their entire universe, but I can't say for sure. They very well might. Uh, and d- yeah, time travel, even if they're like, oh no, things still, things still happened, but maybe some things are different, yeah. which is like just their way of being like, oh, but this like this thing happened over here. So this character is like this now, or like really this person is still alive. God, the See, that's so why multiverse people... works. I feel sometimes a little yeah. bit better just to be like, it's, well, it's a different universe is, is what that, what they're actually going to, but I, who knows? I, don't, yeah. like I, said, I want, I want them to do it, but at the same time, I kind of, who knows? They might pull it off perfectly. And I'm like, you know what? Good job. Good job guys. But, I don't know where yeah, they're going. They, and mean, they, they've built this up to be this impossibly large thing. And I'm not saying they, they don't pull it off. They very well could. But there's also like this chance that it's just been built up into this huge thing that could never be as satisfying as... You want it to be. As you want it to be. Yeah, exactly. So actually on that note, I'm going to pick the fruit of, um, of my mention earlier from the tree of... Thing I print. I, wow, I really wish I had a better terminology, but I, I had it. I had it and I lost it. So, on Movie Go Around, one of your other podcasts, yes, besides Brokebot, and you've all you mentioned, heck yeah, but um, you guys have a series of different, like, you kind of do a, like a merry go round of different themes for each episode and stuff. And yes. I believe one of them is um, Future Classics. Mm hmm. So my question to you is, how do you feel these MCU movies are going to be portrayed in, I, I, Ellie, give me a time frame real quick, like years wise, a decade, 15 years, 20 years, just, just say a number. 17. In 17 years. How do you feel these movies? Sorry. She just walked by and I'm like, I cannot think of a good number to say. No, that's good. That's good. So so that's difficult because are they going to still be making these movies in seven? That's the problem. I'm like, I feel like asking this question is weird because it's like, they they, they could still be making them for all we know. Yeah. Should they still be making them in 17 years? This is a completely different question. Uh, So let's, all right, let's, let's, Say let's yeah, <laughs> no, let's say seventeen seventeen to twenty years. Let, let's say in the next ten years they decide, hey, we've been doing this for a really long time. For some reason, Disney wants to stop printing money, uh, or or somehow audience attendance starts to slip. Like that's just a crazy hypothetical that the MCU ends in the, the next ten years, and then you're looking at seven years on is almost like another decade. Yeah. from that, I think that. It'll be viewed as this as this big historical thing that was done. Uh, you had all these crazy connected universe movies at one point coming out three times a year. Um, I think some of I think history makes all like we see things a little thing a little bit clearer f- through time. You know, like when Ultron Age of Ultron first came out, people were like, "Ah, oh, Avengers movie, it's so great," and now as however many years it's been since Ultron came out 
people are kind of like, you know what? Like, really, there's problems here, here, and here. The fact that Tony Stark isn't in prison afterwards still confuses me. Uh, I, I think that we're going to have maybe a little, like, a little bit different view of some of these movies. Um, some will stand up as as triumphs. Some will be like, you know, really, that was just okay. And I think depending on however they decide to wrap things up, will ultimately decide how this whole thing is remembered. Well, that I mean, there's I know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but haven't they referred to like because there's Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Three, and now this whole thing yep. has become like the Infinity Saga? Has it? I don't. I, I, I feel like that that, that term's been brought up that might, to that, like that sounds right. to like that's what all these movies are combination. Like each phase is building towards this bigger saga, which I'm like. So then that implies that one of they hit the reset button. Let's move over to the next saga of stuff. So I'm like, they could, because who knows why they wouldn't. But I, I, I just was wondering, in your opinion, what these... Because I'm, I'm like, there's nothing to compare these two. Well, the closest thing, in my opinion, the closest thing is is the Bond movies. And yeah, that's and that's uh, even a stretch. Because, I mean, those aren't interconnected per se. And they've, they're different act... They're different actors over time they're different people it's it's one of those things where it's like they're only vaguely connected and it's just a guy named bond to oversimplify yeah. sorry to oversimplify uh, no I, I get that yeah at some point do you recast like what do you do uh so yes infinity saga it turns out is is what this whole thing has been referred to yeah but that leads a big question of okay so in the first movie New York is is this is this battleground, right? Like, yeah, the world's in danger, but it's really kind of like localized to New York. And the second movie, ah, big meteor is going to destroy the world. We have to save the world. In this movie, it's like it saved the universe. Yeah, where do you go from here? Where do we go from there? And can you ever have satisfying stakes, especially if this movie wraps up and hey, pretty much everyone's okay and everything's fine, and it's like. We've already seen them save the galaxy. Are we really interested in seeing them do it a second time? All right. I'm going to say something. I'm going to make it's, – it's controversial. Hear me out. Ellie is actually right. not in the earshot right now. She, she has left the recording area, so I won't get something thrown at me or beaten for the next statement. Sorry. I'm, I'm hearing movement now. Now I'm scared. <laughs> um, I'm not an earshot of what? Oh, God. Dang it. <laughs> You're going to guest on this episode for my statement I'm about to make? Okay. Um, my next statement, I, I love Captain Marvel. I love her being introduced as a character. I think she's awesome. I don't think she's going to play an amazingly... I think she's going to be something that's going to be a big opposition to Thanos, but I don't think she's the game changer of she's the one that helps... Def- like, she's the reason we defeat Thanos. Because where do the stakes go from there for her? Yeah, no, I get that. That's a problem if you introduce a, a character and be like, they're all powerful. Yeah, it's like she just beat like single handedly the biggest threat we have. Yeah. Where do you and I it's like, I, I think she's powerful still and I think she's gonna be an amazing character, but at the same time I think you need to take a step back there because I'm like I don't because then it's like there's there's no stakes after that for her. It's like she just beat the the biggest baddie that they have. I think she's going to be instrumental yes. in the fight. But I, I don't think, think she will she's definitely going to be. She the, will play a big role. Yeah, but, but 
right what's going to be the thing that ultimately destroys her uh shout out to the ant-man theory um <laughs> i i was i've been waiting for this to come up because it is like there's no corner of the internet now that is safe from the ant-man i theory. am amazed at how far it has reached it is insane how many people know that theory so okay if you for some reason don't and mind you this is this episode should be coming out week of release for and Endgame. This should be coming out the week of release for Endgame. So the theory is that Ant-Man's the game changer because he's basically going to go up Thanos' butt oh, and enlarge. Which, this That's has insane. just been just everywhere on the internet. Like, um, like a great example is, I'm, I love Magic the Gathering. I'm on a lot of those forums and seeing stuff. One of the things I saw recently was there's a card, card called Enter Infinity. And someone changed the artwork to where it is Ant-Man, like, shrinking, flying upwards towards, like, Thanos from behind. And I'm like, this has gotten out of hand. And also, oh, yeah. I'm going to poo-poo that thing. I should have used a better term it's not than gonna, poo-poo that thing. <laughs> right. It's, no, it's not, it's not going to be what happens. 100% it's not going to be what happens. They'll, they'll good-heartedly film some sort of joking yeah. version of it. Uh just to you know, release as a gag later on. Well, hasn't um, Bro- Brolin already like done like something where he's like sitting on the toilet or something or yelling yeah, or something? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it's I- I've had several different people who are like not in the same friend group bring it up at different times. Yeah, it is just it is amazing, but not I, how how they defeat Thanos will not be something like that. It's almost like they've got to <laughs> they've got to like not defeat him physically somehow because they've already kind of proven you can't overpower him unless you well i mean hulk plus captain marvel i guess thor maybe i yeah i I know i'm a thor fan and i know i'm cheating by saying this i feel the best person who had the opportunity to beat him was thor during Thor, thor basically did yeah he i mean he had the infinity gauntlet and thor just threw stormbreaker and it just basically was like infinity gauntlet what's that cut straight through the beam yeah, so. and I mean, you you know you just had Thor's, uh, I, I don't even know what the right word is for it, but Th- Thor's bad aim, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his cockiness, in a sense, I don't want to say he was well, cocky. He doesn't really have depth perception, right? Well, no, he has the new eye. I, but is it is it an actual eye eye or is it just the? Oh wait, he did say he could see out of it. Never mind. I answer my yeah. own question. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I was real disappointed about is they gave him. A really interesting character trait, and took it then away. Un- undid it minutes later. I and see that's that that's the other thing with a lot of the ripple effect from having these having everyone writing different movies. And I guess there's somebody that walks around going with a continuity wand, going, "Hey, yeah, we got to do this." Bible. Yeah. So, um, and and once again, if we want to relate way back to to Winter Soldier, that one had a lot of ripples go out from it. But back on, yeah, a lot of stuff is undone very quickly in the in the cinematic universe, and they're like, no, we have to do it differently. Um, actually, one I just found out recently was in the first Avengers, there is that Tony has the the um, the arc reactor in his chest that's triangle, mm. and then when he gets the new suit, it's circular again, and they were just basically like, yeah, I don't like the design of it being a triangle, so I changed it. <laughs> and I'm like, that that kind of stuff is just really amusing to me because I'm just sitting there imagining them sitting on set, and it's like, oh, Thor doesn't have an eye anymore. Have Rocket have one in his pocket. Why would have right. well, why yeah. why would Rocket have one in his pocket? It's Rocket. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, well, uh, well, Chris Hemsworth, uh, we don't want to like spend all this time putting an eye patch on you. So uh, here's, a, here's another eye. And it's, it's one of those things that used to bug me a lot more than I used to get way more impassioned about stuff like that in the MCU. I, I don't want to say the, what the MCU has accomplished is not it's not big. They've accomplished some huge things. Yeah. But I used to have much higher standards for the MCU. Like, it probably impossible standards, which I'm willing to admit now. Um, I, but I wanted it to, to read. And, you know, this is these are movies that are made ultimately for the masses, I, more so than the nerds like me. I agree with you on that. Once again, as I'm going through the watch through, I can see where some time... I mean, it's like, yes, the first time the characters are introduced, they're more traditional normally to their comic book counterparts, but then they veer away from them. We all want the perfect comic book version of our character of our favorite characters to be on the screen, but at the same time, them changing them and then making them different, I feel makes a better portrayal and makes a better movie sometimes because at that point, it's like, well, we all know it's going to happen because I read the comic, but with them yeah. changing stuff, it's like, well, it makes it different. Um, Captain Marvel being a woman. That was actually yeah. something I, I was like, cool, awesome, great job. I, they, did some, they did something interesting with that, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Um, but then it's funny because then on the reverse flip side of that, oh, the Mandarin being Killian, question mark, or the or the actor guy? I, oh, and they and they, they broadly hinted that, oh, there's another Mandarin out there. But that's, that's yeah. the thing. It's like people got upset about that, but then you change something else. and everyone, It's like because it was done right. The thing with the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 is it was just – a title thrown around from person to person just so we could say we have the Mandarin in this movie. Right. With, with the Marvel thing, yeah. I'm like, that's more interesting. That's something to where it actually gives something to the character and develops it more. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they definitely have had some moments where they've made some really interesting changes. And they also have moments where basically every male character uh, minus a, a few are dumb man children. Yep. Uh, like, I, I, you can't tell me there's a, there's a big difference between Scott Lang and um, Peter Quill in this universe. Like, they are very similar for humorous effect, and that's fine. But the problem I always had is that eventually let bled over into the comics, where it's like you take these characters who have been going through the crap for decades and changing and growing, and now it's like, uh, now they're silly. Just, just man young. babies ton of man babies which yeah. which it is funny now that that the comics the movies are starting to influence the comics now with certain regards um and yes while i do love the humor and stuff a lot of them just being man babies are it's funny but at the same time it it's, it's a joke that i feel runs its course even though there is one thing i wish i got more of and i hope i do an end game peter parker meeting peter quill and they're like movie references back and forth was something that we got just such a tiny bit of and i'm like i wanted more of that no there was some real real amusing moments like like there. that that it was just one of those moments where it's like these these two people met and it was like i never thought i'd say i want like i want more peter quill and peter parker talking to each other it's just it seemed like there's two characters that never really would have mingled but in this movie universe they it makes sense one's a pop culture nerd and one is someone who grew up in or was around during the 80s and has no other firm frame of reference since then yeah yeah they they do have an opportunity to do some fun stuff like that will they 
Who knows? Also, I have another pet theory I want to throw at you before we kind of start wrapping things up. I don't think the prequels for Star Wars exist in the MCU. No, of course they don't. And do you know why? Why? Because wouldn't it be... Well, I know that he hasn't met him yet, but... If when Peter Parker meets Samuel Jackson, he'll be like, "Hey, you look just like that Mace Windu guy." Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like that. yeah. yeah. Okay. I Star th- I Wars you... obviously exists, but I'm like, I don't know. The prequels do. I thought you. I thought you meant in the sense of like they take place in the same universe. I'm like, what? That's no, 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 no. Uh, no, it's just that. I as as just me wanting to get just a dumb joke in there. That's something I'm like. Okay. No, he, no, no. I obviously knows about the original Star Wars, but. Hmm. Although, then again, the Ultimate Universe, it was brought up yeah, no. that um, Nick Fury did say that Samuel L. Jackson should play him, and also, vice versa, the Ultimate Universe, Nick Fury, was based on Samuel L. Jackson, and that led to him getting cast, if I remember correctly, is the story that he called Marvel uh, and was th- like, I think so. hey, you guys are using my likeness. If you make a movie, I want to be him. Uh Hmm. I actually hadn't heard that story. I, I, I heard somewhere sure. that he was in a comic book shop and like picked up a comic. He's like, wait a second, this guy looks like me. Did I give you guys? And they're like, no. And he's like, well, if you guys ever make a movie, I'd love to be in them. So I said, hmm. I heard that a long time ago. Don't want to, once again, it's like everything is true on the internet, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like there's probably a, there's probably a hundred stories of how Samuel Jackson got cast in that role. All right, so um, I think I got one over everything I had. Hold on one second. I know I got one or two other things. All right, um, going back to the movie real quick, does this movie hold up in your opinion over time? Absolutely. I I knew that was going to be a simple one. (laughs) Yeah, I think think over time it will be one of the ones that does. Awesome. I I definitely, um, I feel like uh, Captain America is one of the more solid trilogies we got, we've gotten so far out of the MCU. We'll, we'll see how that holds up. Ah, see, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think so, this okay. movie does. Okay, because the other trilogies we have so far are, um, we have the Iron Man trilogy, which, yeah. uh, I'm going to say it, the first one's the strongest one in that. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Thor, which... Um, the third one. Third, uh, one say. third one's the strongest one in that. The- and the first one's... So I have a soft spot for the first Thor. I, as expressed when, when I... The first one of this Road to Endgame series, yes, I do love the original Thor, and it's something that where I was like, this is going to make it, because, god dang it, I remember going to the theater, and I'm like, I'm so nervous, because I, I want them to be in their goofy, weird suits, and everything to be thee and thou, and this whole thing to be all comic-y, like I want it to, and it's not going to be, and I left there going, well, they did it. They did it perfectly. Yep. So, Agreed. So yeah, but the dark dark world is a weak point in that. And with this one, I mean, I know you have said that you do not like the first Avenger, but I think that this as a trilogy. Now, mind you, I've not seen Civil War, and I remember it had a bad taste in my mouth a few years ago. Interesting. I'd so be cur- I'm definitely be curious to hear your take on that. Well, tune into the next yeah, episode. Yeah, definitely, because <laughs> that is the final part of this. Where yes, I, we are doing the full trilogy of, um captain america but sadly this is the final part of the david oh trilogy that was un unknown to me what i asked people yeah yeah, it was one of those things where i'm messaging people and it should have come to my mind i'm like wait a second david 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 (gasps) but no it's just i i knew who i want i knew people i wanted to pick for this and um yeah but um 
So, uh, yeah, I want to see how Civil War holds up because I'm like, I feel yeah. like I just went into it with a bad taste in my mouth wanting it to be bad. If Interesting. If I can, if I, can I mean, because the Civil War comics are yeah. not yeah, and good. That, that's, and that, that's the thing. It's that's such a, just a big point in time in the comics and yeah. everything. And there's a lot of ripple effects from there. And I'm like, where are they going to go with this? And now seeing it, I'm like, I feel like I just went into that movie and wanting it to be bad for some reason. And I... I, I get that now i th- think i will say oh go ahead oh i was gonna say now i don't think now i remember it being like good but i'm not like it's not the worst marvel movie in my opinion but i, I remember like i said there's some recordings of the early days of this podcast where i think i like me and one of my buddies would talk and they never hit air because it was just it just <laughs> it eventually devolved into an argument between Batman versus Superman and Civil War and just which one was the, you know, which one did the worst job and just, it just seemed like that, that argument kept coming up. So they never made the light of day. But <laughs> I, thing. I, I, I will say, see. I want to see how it, how it holds up. Yeah. I will say about Civil War, it is an Avengers movie. It is not uh, a Captain America movie. The through line is the Bucky Cap story, which I mean, has yeah, its conclusion and, and, per se. And there's one scene in there that oh, always makes me so mad. And I, I'll just go ahead and, because people have seen the movie and it, yeah. when you're in your rewatching, yeah. it is when Steve and Tony almost have their, their re their, their reconnect and their, you know, Tony's about to be like, Hey, let's get ahead of this thing before it gets too crazy. And then he mentions Wanda who the fact that Wanda is able to operate at all is insane to me from a legal perspective. <laughs> Uh, but he mentions Wanda and Steve is like, oh, you're you're a fascist. Like he doesn't say that, but it's like he basically reacts like Tony suddenly like the villain. And it just it is a badly written scene to get them back on opposite ends. It bugs me every time. I, I feel like the if I remember correctly, I feel like it just felt like everything was forced. And that's why I didn't like it is I felt like the there the, are some forced moments. And I, th- I think that's why I focused on that more than the movie as a whole. I just focused on, oh, they're just forcing these guys to just hate each other instead of it happening like a natural thing. So maybe that's I don't know. Like I said on a rewatch, I'll discuss it and we'll see where that goes. But um, the other question I had and I have um Actually, wow, I have a few more things. I keep forgetting. I keep adding stuff to the list of stuff for this <laughs> after the discussions. Um, where do you think the MCU could possibly head after this? I know we kind of discussed it, but if there's yeah. a big villain or someone you can point to or some adversary where you think they're going to go. I don't know. I don't I don't think there's I, – I, where do you go after Endgame? You got to – I think you got to kind of do what DC has decided to do now and step away from Avengers. Don't do an Avengers film for a while and just let the characters have their own adventures. I think that is the only – because if you're trying to be like, and the next Avengers movie, they have to save everyone again. Like, great. I, we've seen it. I, I think – I know earlier I said they're going to – like the reset button, but I think they have to hit the reset button in the sense of how they're doing films now is they have to I kind agree. of – go back to let's establish new characters or let's reestablish these characters and build pieces to going towards something again. I think the Kree are the big, I I'm, I'm guessing that the Kree are the big baddies next. Yeah. They're kind of, they kind of have started to build that up because there's a lot of buildup of it in the guardians movies. Um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel it, definitely. It, it, it de- definitely. And I'm like, I feel like that's where they're going next. And it would make sense as something to where you've got a nice big baddie. 
you've got tons and tons of characters and tons of stuff you can pull from. So at least there's something there, and that's that. That, that is my speculative guess of what the next big, but enemy but is again. Be. Yeah, but again, if you're going to make more Avengers movies, find a way to make the stakes feel personal and real, uh, because anytime yeah. you have the you have the blue light to the sky, as we had yes. very literally in the first movie, the stakes are too big to actually feel like they matter. Yes. Um. So my next question is, what is your favorite Captain America outfit from the MCU thus far? Because there's a uh, lot to choose. It's funny because some characters have like a standard outfit. Iron Man, I feel, has like five outfits per mo- like five different armors yeah. per movie. Cap actually has a few. He does. Um, and it's probably the stealth suit. Which is the one from the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Uh, it is just, it is a, a sexy design. It looks real good. I think I said the last time his um, one from the first Avenger movie, the one where it's him like. Um, the one that he gets at for the end of this movie, that he gets from the um. Oh, that's his World War Two costume. Yeah, yeah, the one. Yeah, that, yeah the, that one. I, I I like that one just because. Yeah, no, that that one's a good one too. And what would be your least favorite Captain America outfit? Uh the first Avengers one. Oh boy, it's it's not great, guys. Wait, are, which which one are we talking here? Because he has three the, in that movie, technically. The, the one that he wears to the battle in New York. Ah, yeah. Oh, as in first Avengers is in the first Avengers movie. Yes, the uh, first sorry, Avengers I, movie. This yes. is very confusing when you have movies called Captain America: The First Avenger. First Avenger and the I, first, yeah, no. I you know what? I agree with it, and I figured out where I don't like it. It's the helmet. It, like yeah, like for for me, it, when he's not wearing the, it's just the helmet just looks goofy for some reason, and it's the chin strap. You need the chin strap for some reason. Instead of the little hoodie puts up and then puts it on over. But that's just me. That's just me. I agree. It just it looks a little bit cosplay-y in a bad, bad way. Yeah. 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 All right. Um So we've we've kind of discussed your least favorite Marvel movie that, that was mm-hmm. mentioned. Who is your who is your least favorite Marvel villain or a villain you feel did not get the proper treatment? Not get the proper treatment. Easily, Red Skull. You feel that Red Skull was under underdone. Red Skull should have been so much more. I appreciated how he came back in Infinity War. I that was, was about really to ask. I was with that character. about to ask. But when you have the Red Skull and he's underserved and then killed off, mm-hmm. that just that's not great. All right. Um. As of right now, once again, I am on the doorstep of Age of Ultron. And as I said in the previous one, oh, no, no. Yeah, Ultron also. Now, a fun thing, by the next time you listen to me talking, I will be past this, so maybe it will change, but I feel Ultron is the most underserved villain because, and I think this also goes to why I don't, why the movie suffered. You kind of didn't have any time to get, like, it, they should have built him oh. up. That's that's a problem with so many of these villains is they're so one and done. Yeah, and, and Ultron's a, a fan favorite, a much-loved villain, and it just felt like they just were like, here's Ultron. Like, if they had had build-up or something kind of showing the progress, because, and once again, this is why Iron Man 3's bad. At the end of Iron Man 3, Tony's sort of like, I'm Iron Man, but I'm not going to build and be paranoid. What's he doing in Age of Ultron? I'm building stuff and building, being paranoid. Being paranoid. Yeah. Yep. So it's like the, he, 
the, the stakes in three didn't even matter. Like, nothing he learned in there transitions over. Like, nothing happened. Like, I don't know. The, I, I no, I agree, and it's he's just metal Tony Stark yep. is essentially all that he is. Yeah, so that's why I still think that Ultron is the most could have could have had more development or could have had they could have built him up more over Phase Two going up towards him, like had him been mentioned in the other like a, a project Ultron or shown Tony working on it or something to where he replaces Jarvis with it or something to where you see an evolution towards the thing we get in the end instead of just, it's here, it's a bad guy, and now it's gone. I agree. I agree. He, he was all definitely underserved. Could have been a yeah. whole lot more. Yeah, and I, I think that, that I, and once again, like I said, we'll see what happens after I watch it again and see if my opinions holds true for when we, and I'll, I'll reveal it, yes, we are doing um, Captain America Civil War for the last one. As we as we lead up, ironically, um, out of the four people I chose, nobody picked uh, any of the main Avengers movies. So surprising, but like oh. I said it's it's something. So I mean, I I just was shocked that everyone was like, oh, Captain America, Captain America, Captain America, and Thor. So <laughs> even though David did point out that I forced him to pick Thor, sort of because he wanted oh, to do was... uh, um, Doctor Strange, but oh, I was gonna do Thor if that was still on the table. I probably. I. T- the order of people I picked for this, it was bad because I was like, I, I was like contacting people and I'm like, all right, now I just got to wait because somebody's going to pick the same thing. I'm going to be like, oh, so-and-so got to hold me first. Sorry. So I, I did point out, I think you were one of the last ones to pick. No, that's fine. There was still plenty on the table. Yeah, and trust me, there's a lot of them on the table still. But anyways, um, thank you so much for joining us for this. Uh, I would like to get your opinion after Endgame and everything. So we'll, we'll have to chat and then and see where everything is then but um up until then sir where can people find you uh people can find me as previously mentioned i am on the Brokebot mountain podcast and the movie go round podcast uh, please do look those up and you can also find me just around the internet under the username davluz that is d-a-v-l-u-z so uh, twitter and instagram you will find me there all right, and also I would just like to point out that um, I I would like to guess where Phil Root is currently on his watching of the MCU. I don't even think he's watched the trailer for any of these movies. <laughs> he's I think he's seen we we did uh, Ragnarok yeah on Brokebot Mountain. He's I think he's seen a good number of them, but he definitely is. Uh, very jaded when it comes to these movies. I, I I know, and I like to poke fun at him. I feel like I'm going through his own personal form of hell right now by watching these. <laughs> oh, I think he said as much. I, I, I think, think that's where he his did. Word. But but yeah, I mean, I, like, like I said, I've enjoyed going back through these movies. Um, definitely something. I mean, if you have the time, it's cool to go back through and watch them. I did it last year uh, before Infinity War. I just didn't get on the. I wanted to do it this year as well, but didn't get on the game for it. Hey hey, as you point out earlier, you still got time. Ooh, no one else. No one else. I've got way too much going on. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir, for joining us um, this this evening, day, whatever time it is for you listening. And for us, we will see you next time on our continuing road towards infinite. uh, Continuing road towards endgame. There we go. Words.